Now Lamech lived 182 years and fathered a son, and he named him Noah, saying, This one will give us comfort from our work and from the hard labor of our hands caused by the ground which the Lord has cursed. Then Lamech lived 595 years after he fathered Noah. And he fathered other sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Now after Noah was 500 years old, Noah had fathered Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Genesis 5, verses 28 to 32. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Legion of Michael. Welcome back to the Legion of Michael. Thank you very much for being here. I truly appreciate it. And uh, I would like to uh, take this moment to remind you that uh, enrollment, well, should be open. Uh, The Legion of Michael enrollment should be open right now. And if you'd like to get over there to legionofmichael.com, you can sign up for the church security training program. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And if it's not, when you're listening to this, if you happen to be listening to this sometime in the days of future past or whatever, well, just put your name in there and uh, sign up for the notifications and we'll let you know as soon as enrollment is open. All right, the story of Noah going all the way back to Genesis. We often view the story of Noah as a quaint children's story about animals, right? I mean, how many of you were raised uh, to... Well, with the book of Noah, little little golden books or little children's books, you know, and, and you've got Noah and he built the ark and uh, they skip right over it. Like the children's books, they skip over the, the horrible stuff, how man had become completely corrupt and sin filled and full of himself. And we just skip right to the here's kindly old Noah with his white beard. And, and here he is with his wife and his sons and they're. They're putting the animals two by two. Uh, they're putting them on the on the ark, and then they float on the ark, and then the ark lands, and then they get out, and they're fruitful, and they multiply, and that's really cool. But uh, what do we know about the story of Noah? And what is the story of Noah really about? The story of Noah is not just about you know, all the fuzzy animals two by two and about the ark and so forth. It's about faith, about patience, and about a chance to repent. Noah was five. The story of Noah in the book of Genesis doesn't begin until he was 500 years old. Pretty old, right? Uh, 500 years old. And during that time, Noah was told, he was commanded, if you go to, uh, to chapter 6, you go to chapter six now it came about when mankind began to multiply on the face of the land daughters were born to them that the sons of god saw the daughters of mankind were beautiful and they took wives for themselves this is this is where we get into the the nephilim or the nephilim uh which were supposedly giants and so forth but the lord saw the wickedness of mankind was great on the earth and every intent of the thoughts of their hearts was evil continually. 
So the Lord was sorry that he had man made, that he had made mankind on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. Then the Lord said, I will wipe out mankind who I have created from the face of the land, mankind and the animals as well, and the crawling things and the birds of the sky. For I am sorry I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And as you know, or as you should know, God commanded Noah to build the ark. He gave him the specs. He told him how to make it, made it from gopher wood, told him uh, how big to make it, and so on and so forth. And, and then after it was made, he told him to go out and get all the animals, and they commanded the animals to go, and so on and so forth. You're like, okay, cool, cool story, bro. Well, it is kind of a cool story because while Noah was building this ark, you say, how long did it take Noah to build the ark? Take him six months, to take him a year. The story of Noah begins when Noah is 500 years old. It says, now Noah was 600 years old when the flood of water came upon the earth. Then Noah and his sons, his wife and his sons' wives, with him entered the ark because of the waters of the flood. Genesis 7, 6 to 7. So we've got a span of a hundred years. A hundred years. Now, it, it doesn't say that when Noah was exactly 500 years old that he started building the ark. But think about it. A lot of time went by. Decades, decades went by. Noah was given literally decades, and you say, okay, cool story, bro. Well, it is a cool story because while Noah was doing this, nothing was happening. There was no flood. While he was building the ark, there was no flood. There was no raining. There was no crisis or emergency. He was told to do it, and he had faith. Now, the people around Noah didn't help. They didn't participate, and they were also given a chance to repent. God put Noah to work building the ark. And for years and years and years, he was at work building that ark. Just him and his three sons, right? Three dudes. And their wives were cooking for him and make it, bringing them fresh lemonade and iced tea and so forth. The people of the earth had the opportunity to repent and it, it seems as though God was giving them that, that last chance, that second chance. Like, well, I'm going to put Noah to work on this ark, and I'm going to tell him what to do. And he said to Noah, the end of humanity has come before the earth, uh, has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence because, people, because of people, and behold, I'm about to destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, and so on and so forth. So he told Noah, he's like, hey, man, this is what's up. You and your sons and your son's wives are good to go, but everybody else is sinful. And he put him to work on that ark. And for years and decades, the people of the earth had the opportunity to repent. They were given that opportunity to repent and change their ways, and they didn't do it. So the story of Noah, really, it's not just about, you know, kindly old Noah with his white beard and his wife standing next to him, and, and there goes the, the lions and the giraffes and the hippos and the, so forth and the elephants walking up the gangplank. It's not just about that. It's about faith. Because Noah, when he started building it, 
And it's like, he's building it. And it's like, okay, it's been a year. It's been two years. It's been three years. It's been a decade. It's been like, what's going on here, man? Is this, is it ever going to rain? Is it the flood ever going to come? What's, what's going on? No, he had faith and patience. The faith of Noah. Noah saw, Noah knew, he knew what was coming. And even though the people around him didn't believe or they mocked him or they laughed at him or they're like, you're a cuckoo bird, nothing bad will ever happen. He still had that faith. He still had that patience because he knew the right thing. He knew what he was supposed to do, even though no one around him seemed to know or care what they should do. No one around him besides his his, wife and his sons and his sons' wives, nobody else wanted to hear about it. No one else cared. They were consumed with their own desires and sinful behavior. But Noah knew, and he had patience, and he had faith. And the other part of the story of Noah is that God gave the people of earth, he gave his people another chance. He gave them one last chance to turn away from their sinful behavior, their selfishness, and they didn't do it. They refused to do it. So there's a lot more to the story of Noah than just a little children's book about animals and stuff. Do you have the faith and the patience of Noah? I know it's tough. I know that it's difficult. You look around and you see people of the world. You see the sinful, selfish, slovenly people of the world. You see them so wrapped up in their own lives. They're wrapped up in their own selfish, greedy, sinful behavior. They worship the the works of their hands. They worship money. They worship comfort. But we know what we need to do. We know what we need to do. We know that we need to be building the ark. We know that we need to be preparing. And a lot of you out there, you're like, dude, I've been preparing for years, and it still hasn't happened. For years and years, I and my children have been preparing. We've been building our own ark. And sometimes you get frustrated, and you think, well, maybe maybe I wasted my time. I could have been out there partying and, and carrying on and, and living a selfish slovenly, nasty, disgusting life like the the people of the world. Yeah, that's true, you could. But you need to have patience. You need to have the faith of Noah. You need to have the patience of Noah. You need to understand that doing the right thing is not necessarily popular or cool. And sometimes you feel frustrated because you're waiting on God. You're like, okay, God, I prepared. I'm ready. I did what you said to do, and it hasn't come yet. The end hasn't come. The storm hasn't come, and here I am, and everyone else thinks I'm a fool. You're not a fool. You just need to have patience. From the time that we first are introduced to Noah, he's 500 years old, and the time that God tells him, okay, it's time. He says, get on the ark, close the door, pull up the ramp. Actually, God closed the ramp behind him. If you read the Bible, it says God closed the ramp up behind him. It was a hundred years from the time we're introduced to him to the time that he gets on the ark and the floodwaters come. That's a long time. It's a long time to have patience and faith. So brothers and sisters, this is my time to encourage you. 
Do the right thing. Build your ark, even though it might not be raining. Build your ark, even though the people around you think that you're a fool. Even though the people around you, they you engage in, in distractions. You should be like us. You should be just engage in distractions. You should worship comfort and pleasures of the flesh and so on and so forth. You're silly. You're spending all that time and hard work preparing, building your ark. Nothing bad's ever going to happen. Yeah, sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being with me. Thank you for sharing this. And uh, if you're listening to it today, I really would appreciate if you shared this with someone else, share it with someone who may not be listening right now. Let's go ahead and engage in the warrior's prayer, that one that we talked about last week. Lord, I come before you seeking the strength and skill to overcome my enemies. Grant me, I pray, the wisdom to recognize evil, the courage to confront it, and the strength to destroy it. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.